Peak Performance knows that according to studies, nearly 30 million men suffer from ED and won't do anything about it. Maybe they're afraid the solution will be painful. Maybe they don't react well to medication. Maybe they're afraid it won't work. Don't be part of that 30 million. Call 1-800-210-8181. That's 1-800-210-8181. Or visit peakperformanceformen.com. Peak Performance. Man at his peak. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. I'd like to welcome all our affiliates now joining us on the Talkstar Radio Network. My name is Rob McConnell, and uh, this is the Talkstar Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 Our email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxoneradio.com. On our website right now, we have a video that is supposed to be of a giant UFO that was caught on camera. Now, I'd like you to go to www.exxoneradio.com. It's right at the very top. We have a photograph of this UFO, and if you click the link right under it, it'll take you to the video. Send me your emails and tell me what you think at www... Uh, no, that's our website. My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. My guest this hour is Bonnie Vent. She is the owner of the San Diego Paranormal Research Project. Her research of paranormal activity in the San Diego area is widely known. 
She received an excellent award for her research from her colleagues at Sacramento Paranormal Investigators. Bonnie was known as the resident psychic at the Villa Montezuma, where she channeled information that has been proven to be historical facts. Bonnie is considered, uh, considered to be a spirit advocate since she represents those who have crossed over in uh, correcting the issues that are keeping these spirits from coming back here. She has assisted, uh, let me see, she has assisted Thomas and Ann Whaley of the famous, world-famous Whaley House in Old Town and Jesse Shepherd of the Villa Montezuma in Sherman Heights. These projects are still ongoing. In 2005, Bonnie expanded nationally with the paranormal-related subjects in New Jersey and Texas. Her appearances on Macabre Theatres are also rolling out nationally this year. And her website is www.bonnievent.com. And Bonnie, welcome to the X-Zone. How are you doing, my dear friend? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks very much. Staying out of trouble? Oh, never. That's good. <laughs> it's too easy to stay out of trouble. Yeah, I, I, know, I know and I agree with you. Now, we're going to be talking about Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Yeah, you know, ordinarily I would not be going public with this, but mm-hmm. there's been some publicity lately, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yes. Uh, one that's titled Psychic John Edwards Seeks Message from Steve Irwin. Mm-hmm. And... You know, being that I actually did indeed receive a message from Steve Irwin, which got delivered, uh, I took great exception to using spirit communication as a way to sell tickets to a performance at the Crocosseum. All right, what I'd like to do with you uh, when we come back from this commercial break is talk about your channeling experience with the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. Bonnie Vent is our special guest. And her website is www.bonnievent.com. Still to come on tonight's show, my friend Mike Wood from Ottawa is going to be with us. Mike is part of that great Canadian rock and roll band circuit. He's going to be with us. Uh, Mike is now a published author, and his book is doing phenomenal. So Mike Wood from Ottawa and the band is Circuit is going to be joining us on the other side of the next news break. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is our toll-free number right now if you'd like to give me a call or speak to my special guest, Bonnie Vent. She is the owner of the uh, San Diego Paranormal Research Project. And Bonnie and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break talking about her channeling, the one and only crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll-free. My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. And don't forget to go to xzoneradio.com and check out that video footage. I'd love to hear, see your, your uh, comments on it. In my book, pretty impressive, but I believe it's CGI uh, technology. Tell me what you think, Exxon Nation. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. 
It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three o'clock in the morning And it looks like it's gonna be another sleepless night I've been listening to your dreams and getting very low Wondering what I can do Maybe I'm being foolish Cause I haven't heard you mention anybody's name at all How I wish I could be sure it's me that turns you on Each time you close your eyes I've heard it said that dreamers never lie You've been talking in your sleep Sleeping in your dreams With some sweet lover Holding on so tight Loving her the way And welcome back. Bonnie Vent is our special guest. Uh, Bonnie, uh, can you tell us what led you up to channeling uh, Steve Irwin? Um, actually, it was um, a news announcement. Um, mm-hmm. I think you get ABC, even though you're in Canada. Um, I was watching Good Morning America, and they made an announcement about his death, and he mm-hmm. came in instantaneously right after that. Wow. And what did he say? Um, well, the first thing is what people customarily say, which is, you know, tell my family that I love them. And then the second thing was actually uh, a clairvoyant transmission. So I got a little movie image. And what he showed me was a filing cabinet, second drawer down, pertinent documents, what to do in the event of my death, and make sure that my wife knows about these. And were you able to contact Terry? Well, you know, ultimately it got through. Actually, this is one of the easier messages to deliver because I tell you it's quite a challenge when you get something from the person who's passed and Mm -hmm. you're trying to get a hold of the person that is, you know, a family member and they're grieving. And these messages tend to be, they come in pretty quickly. And so I'm sitting in San Diego going, how the heck am I going to get a hold of Terry Irwin? Yeah. You know, that's the first challenge. And so I set it aside because I had other things to do that day, and I think you're aware that I work with uh, Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster on The Munsters. Yes. 
And he actually was supposed to be doing a movie premiere. So I sent an email out to the Butch Patrick Yahoo group, which I sent you a copy of earlier today. And in that, it just says, you know, go see the premiere. It's in Chicago if you get a chance. And it's just something that goes out to the fans. And so I get a response back from a person by the name of John Barry, uh, who lives in Brisbane, Australia. And he was saying, you know, very cool about the movie, but we're all really upset about my family friend, Steve Irwin. Wow. And I went, wow, <laughs> isn't that convenient? So I sent the message to him, and he notified me that he was going to be heading over to Terry's house. And you have all of that documented also yes, in the I emails do. that I, I sent to you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want people just to take my word for no, it. No, this no, is no, all no, this date, is documented. date and time stamped and everything. Yeah. It certainly is. Uh, so... He agreed that he was going to deliver the message, which is, you know, when you find out that, you know, he's actually a, an Aussie truck driver, it's pretty amazing that he would agree to do this. And he was also um, very taken aback by Steve's passing, because this was very early on, and was having trouble getting his brain wrapped around it as well. But he agreed to, you know, he just printed out what I sent him and took it. <laughs> and, you know gave it to her. Uh, I don't know whether or not you could actually consider that to be a delivery or not, because I'm finding out now that we're backtracking on this, that he did actually make contact with Terry Irwin's assistant at the zoo, which you also have a copy of that email. Yes, I do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very... Uh... It's very convincing when you do get documentation like you were kind enough to send me, and I also received uh, documentation from, um, hold on here, Oh, what is his yep, name? John Barry is my John contact Barry, that's person. Right, yeah. yeah, and he did send me documentation as well. And he just happens to be a member of the Butch Patrick Yahoo group. That's how the connection was made. Now, do you think that this connection has a lot more significance than a lot of people would uh, put on it? Well, it, you know, it, it kind of gets into the magical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what are the odds? There's 46 people in the Butch Patrick Yahoo group. What are the odds, one out of 46, that one person would actually be a personal friend of Steve Irwin's? Could we call this fate, synchronicity? I would. I would call yeah. it synchronicity. I would call it meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> I would call I, I, it, you know, freaking convenient for me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, I would call it proof. Because here you have a message that is channeled to you. Not only are you very gifted and very, very uh, talented, but... Steve Irwin must have known that there was a connection and that you could get that message to Terry. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at the press now, and, you know, you always have to question what you see in the press with sure. a big question mark. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> but, you know, right now they're saying that Steve Irwin and John Edward were, were friends. Well, that's so because... So why wouldn't you go to your world-famous psychic buddy? To deliver your message. Well, because maybe they weren't buddy-buddy, and who is going to say otherwise that John Edward wasn't his buddy-buddy, since the person he's claiming to be his buddy-buddy is on the other side. Right. Well, you know, maybe, too, you know, if, you give, it to, if you give it to John is. Edward, is it going to wind up being international news, whereas I'll keep it quiet until such times as I feel that it's time to stand up mm -hmm. and tell the truth about, you know, these messages and that. They should not be publicity stunts. 
Is this the first time something like this has happened to you? No, uh-uh. What's it like getting these messages all the time, Bonnie? It can be really, really frustrating uh, because there's there's a huge burden. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you look at people that do the traditional readings, uh, the recipient of the message is sitting right there, and you know, and they have contacted the medium because they want to get a hold of someone on the other side. Mine works the opposite direction. The person from the other side is contacting me saying, I need you to get this message to my loved one. And the loved one's not sitting there. And you don't know the loved one. You don't necessarily know the person who contacted you. I didn't know Steve Irwin. Yeah. Not only are you responsible for your own life and the life of your families, now you become responsible for the spirit world and their family. Yeah. And, and, you know, when they have uh, things that they want to complete up, and I think I mentioned to you before that, uh, as another example, I can tell you about this because the message was for Butch Patrick, and he's fine with me talking about it, uh, that I received a message from Charles Nelson Riley when he passed. Really? And Butch Patrick knew Charles Nelson Riley from the show Lidsville that they did together back in mm-hmm. the 70s. Now, that one was easy because, well, there's, there's two things. That happened. One was he didn't want to be known just for match game. He wanted to be known for his full body of work. And when you poke around a little bit on the internet and when you talk to his life partner, they'll tell you that he basically said the same thing when he was alive. Uh, but then the other one was for Butch. And he just said, you know, tell old Butchie boy I said goodbye, little bleeper. <laughs> Which is more the funny side of Charles Nelson Riley. Because at the time that he knew Butch, Butch was in, you know, the teen heartthrob phase. And Charles Nelson Riley used to chase him around a lot. Now, when these messages come to you, do the spirits stay nagging you until you do what they ask you to do? You know, it, 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 pretty, it may not be like a con- – sometimes it's, it's – you know, I've learned to just go with this and mm-hmm. to do the best I possibly can do. But if, the, uh, if I don't get the message delivered or if the person that it's designated for doesn't acknowledge it, then it will come back around. And I'll, ha- I'll be given, like, another, another person to try and deliver it to. And there's one particular case that's, you know, it's – you know, it's been going on for several years now. And the original recipient of the message did not want to acknowledge it. And in that particular case, there was actually action items for the recipient of the message. And really? so those action items mm. did not occur. And so it came back around again. And so I will wind up meeting people that knew this particular celebrity. They will cross my path for some reason or other. And, of course, I'll mention, hey, I got a message from your friend. And usually, they're, you know, they, they have a, um, an interesting reaction. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe it. And, you know, some other celebrities have actually offered to help and then dropped the ball. So We've, we've got uh, Scott on the line from Cleveland, Ohio. He'd like to ask you a question. Hi, Scott. Scott, are you there? Did we lose uh, Scott, Superman? I guess Scott's, uh, Scott's not with us. Scott, if you're listening, please give us a call back, and uh, we'll put you in contact with um, 
Bonnie vent right away. Bonnie, can these spirits actually go and communicate with the people that they want to communicate with? Well, you know, it, as far as I can tell, and of course I'm just going by my own experiences, mm-hmm. uh, there has to be a send and there has to be a receive. And so they may not, you know, just because you have passed does not mean you have the ability to communicate back here. And it's pretty common that people will see, you know, something or sense somebody's presence. And you're hearing a lot of this with, uh, with Terry Irwin. And I have no doubt that she is sensing Steve Irwin's presence. He is a very, very strong presence, as he was when he was alive. And he still has the enthusiasm and, you know, the let's, let's go do this kind of attitude. And so she's been talking about feeling his presence for quite some time. Uh, when John Ritter passed away, uh, the cast members of the show were talking about how they sensed his presence. I actually went to a taping of the show, and yes, he was definitely there. Were they aware he was there? Sort of yes, sort of no. I know for a fact that Priscilla Presley uh, feels the presence of uh, Elvis in Grace Manor. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was on TV the other day uh, discussing that. Bonnie, please stand by. You and I have to go to our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Bonnie Vent is our special guest, XO Nation, www.bonnievent.com. That's www.bonnievent.com. And if you'd like to give us a call and speak to Bonnie, ask your questions about channeling. Our toll-free number is one 528 8255 That's toll-free at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Bonnie Venge and I will be back on the other side of this news break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon. And this part of the Exxon is being brought to you by Ken Klein Productions, bringing mysteries into the light of day, www.kenkleintv.com and Technon, www.technonllc.com. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
Bonnie Vent is our special guest, www.bonnievent.com. And uh, what's it like to be a spirit advocate anyway, Bonnie? Well, as we talked about a little bit earlier, um, it, it works the opposite of what people think psychics mm-hmm. and mediums do. <laughs> And so um, your prior guest was talking about how you are a bright light and they can actually see this over on the other side and and they are attracted to that. So they they know if you have the ability to uh, communicate messages forward and they definitely will seek you out. Bonnie, have you ever had a spirit attach themselves to you? No, I really haven't. Um, And... Maybe it's because my my mission statement is a little different, and I've always felt that I was protected from anything that was not good for me. And so, you know, I don't, like, go out to the penitentiaries and the graveyards and, you know, those things. (laughs) And so if there's, you know, ugly demons out there, they can stay out there. I don't need to, you know, I'm not able to be of assistance to them anyhow. (laughs) What's the so, hardest? So I'm very part- grateful I have a different charter. Yeah, I guess so. What's the hardest part about being a uh, a uh, spiritual advocate? That is the hardest part. Is that the recipient of the message is not sitting there. You have mm. to go hunt them down. Excuse the expression. And you know they may not be ready at the time. You know my my obligation is to the spirit person, and. You know, if they decide to come chat with me two hours after they pass, which is what happened with Steve Irwin, I have no control over that. And in his particular case, it's like she immediately needs to know about these documents. And when you, you know, let the thing play out a little bit, and I got the information back from John Barry that she had located the documents, you may recall that it was in the international news that they turned down the state funeral. Mm-hmm. For him, and according to John Barry, the reason why they did that was because the documents found in the file cabinet where I told her to go look for them uh, said, "I don't want that, and this is what I do want." And so she had a very, very clear understanding of what his wishes were. Now, to me, it got a little bit interesting because usually, if you're going to write a document like that, and certainly the man did things that were very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I have no no surprise that he would write something, what to do in the event of his death, even though he was a young man. There again, got to take, you know, the, the press with a grain of salt. But it did come out in the press that Terry was interviewed, that Steve Irwin had always had a premonition that he was going to die in his 40s. And she considered that to be like his gloom and doom side, and she didn't want to talk about it. So to me, that makes a lot more sense that he would have a document stashed away in a file cabinet that his wife didn't know about. Because otherwise, why wouldn't she already know? That's true. That is is very true. Now, tell me, do you think most people have an idea when they're going to die? Um, Some people do. Uh, In in the case of my stepfather, you know, this is uh, a long, long, prolonged illness, and he's in bed, and he's been sick for a long time. Uh, it seemed like he went through a preparatory process mm-hmm. before he actually left entirely. And it's, it's almost like they're, they're spanning in two different dimensions. And in his case, he went back to like 1944. 
So he's sitting in a in a hospital room in San Diego, but he thinks he's in Pearl Harbor, and he can see his ship right out the window. And it seems to be, you know, a lot of people will report this, that right before the person dies, they tend to go back to what they consider to be a high point in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Yeah. But, you now, know, I, I really don't think, I think the... The circumstances are as individual as that individual person. And one of the things that I've been tasked to work on, which to me it's like this is, a, this is lightweight stuff for me, uh, my guidance said we want you to start channeling people who have recently passed that want to talk about the transition process because isn't that what everybody wants to know, what happens after we die? That was my next question. Well, there you go. <laughs> What does happen to us? I, I would take die? a cheap shot and say, well, I'm psychic. I knew that. But um, <laughs> there, there does tend to be, you know, whatever information needs to get out, gets mm-hmm. out. So, you know, I'm just giving you what I'm being told to give you. Uh, but part of this project is actually individual stories, and they're very, very brief, and they talk a little bit about what happened, what caused their death, and then what happened right after the transition process. And one that you might find kind of fascinating, because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are into paranormal investigation, mm-hmm. haunted houses, oh, yeah, ghosts, and all that. Big time. Uh, to get the other side of the coin, I have this story from this girl named Jennifer T., who died in 1968, and she admits to doing the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And she and her friends were up in her bedroom and decided under some drug-induced whatever that Russian roulette would be a fun game to play. So she proceeds to tell me, I didn't die from a drug overdose. I died from a point-blank range shot to the head playing Russian roulette. So after she leaves her body, she's met by her grandmother, who's not happy to see her at all. She's actually very pissed at her for doing such a stupid thing. So she wants to go back, and, you know, so she's talking with her grandmother, and her grandmother's saying, you can't go back. Your body's not viable. It won't hold your spirit. You can't go back. And then Jennifer T. proceeds to tell me that, she says, I know people talk about the life review process, and they decided not to have me go through life review because I hadn't really done much with the life I had and I exited out early. And so she is actually telling me that she is tied to that house, her parents never went back there, and that she is to remain there until such times as circumstances are right for her to reincarnate. And she right now is under consideration for that because circumstances are similar. You know, we're, we have Vietnam back then, mm-hmm. we have the Iraq War now, a lot of drugs and you know, escapism kind of stuff going on now. And so she's hoping that she's going to get to come back and complete that life. But if you were a paranormal investigator going into that house, you would say it was a haunted house. And it had a ghost. <laughs> and this ghost is, is her. It's her. And she's going to stay there until they can get her a viable body to come back. And she goes on to say that she's not looking forward to being a baby again. Ick. Don't want to do that, but I guess I have to. And so she's in a cosmic do-over situation. Now, what has been your most 
challenging case? Probably the most labor-intensive case is um, the Hotel Del Coronado and the very famous legend of Kate Morgan, which we talked about, I believe, um, last uh, November. Yes. And, you know, the fact that she's saying she's not Kate Morgan. And it's pretty easy. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot scratching the surface. I'm not, I'm not talking about doing Internet research because the Internet's just going to give you the legend. But, you know, digging into the, um, the actual uh, newspaper accounts of the day, logs from the Hotel Dell, that sort of thing, you know, really trying to get some, some as solid evidence as you can because this happened in 1892. Um, but it was pretty easy to prove that she's not Kate Morgan. The tough part is to prove that she is Lottie Bernard, which is what she's saying. She's Lottie Bernard, which is who she registered as. And we wound up in the exact same circumstance as law enforcement did back then. No next of kin, very hard to find. There's, you know, a couple of Lottie Bernards around as far as census records, but, you know, it's really hard to figure out if she's the right one, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas Kate Morgan had, you know, tons of relatives and, no one showed up to identify the body, unfortunately. So, you know, seems like a case of mistaken identity. Now, I, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked uh, Willie Windwalker Gibson. Have you ever had the heck scared out of you doing what you do? I really haven't. I mean, I had one circumstance where I was pushed up against a wall, mm-hmm. and the spirit person actually came down over top of me. Uh, but... I did not have a sense of fear. As a matter of fact, I felt like I was being pushed up against the wall so that I wouldn't fall over because I got pushed against the wall. Then he came down on top. And my mother was over on the other side. This was in her condo in San Diego. So we're not talking a notoriously haunted place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is just where regular folks live. But it had been ranch land prior to those uh, townhouses being built there. And so what he was trying to do was convey to me what things looked like when he lived there, which was the bunkhouse. And so I'm on the inside looking out, and it looks sort of like, you know, when you're about ready to pass out, how you get that dark cloud in front of your face? No, I've never had that happen to me. (laughs) Oh, come on. You must have done it once. Nope. (laughs) At least once. Nope. Uh, anyway, it's like a dark cloud that you see in front of your face. Now, my mother's on the other side of the room, and she's actually seeing the cowboy. Now, she was afraid for my safety. Being a mom, she's looking at that going, what the hell's going on? But I, I was not afraid. He was just using that as a way to communicate with me. Now, he doesn't need to, you know, superimpose on top of me, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um You know, that was just his way. So what did your parents think of you doing what you do? Uh, It it kind of runs in the family. Uh, My grandmother was from England. Uh, She was born just outside of Sherwood Forest. And so, you know, people from the U.K., this is really ordinary stuff for them. And, And my grandmother read tea leaves and, you know, regular decks of cards. She didn't do tarot. She learned how to read regular decks of cards from a gypsy woman. And, you know, we did the thing with, you know, levitating the heaviest guy you could find with, you know, two fingers. And these were just things that you did on, you know, Saturday night for entertainment. (laughs) 
And so it really was not that big of a deal. So you'd go down to your local pub, have a few pints, and then levitate the guys, huh? <laughs> Well, usually you do that at home, but... <laughs> Once you got the guy home, you'd levitate him, I understand. <laughs> well, we don't want to get too personal here. <laughs> Why not? But, you know, you yeah, you just, you, know, you, would, you would usually there be, you know, a friend or a friend mm -hmm. of a friend that goes, you know, hey, you know, that sounds really cool. And, you know, you get together and you do it, you know, and, and you know, well, yeah. it's just a, it's just the levitation thing's just a parlor trick. I don't want to give people the impression I can levitate people because I can't. Um, but, you know, it. You know, reading tea leaves and telling mm -hmm. fortunes, that was, you know, that was just part of the legacy of my family. What was it like as a child being gifted? Well, you know, I really didn't have a real strong awareness other than I always felt very different, and mm -hmm. people always would come to me for advice. And so when I was, you know, in, in grade school and really especially in high school, I would know everybody's secrets, and they would disavow no knowing me when we walked down the hall. You know, but everybody knew me, and if they had a problem, they would come to me. And for whatever reason, I would have you know just tremendous amounts of wisdom in their mind uh, as to how to rectify their their problem. And so it was really a very natural kind of process for me. And so I didn't realize I was doing anything any differently uh, until I wound up going to um, my high school reunion and found out that everybody thought I was the most popular person in school. And it's like, are you kidding me? You guys wouldn't even talk to me. Oh, we all knew you. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, because you're using me for free readings. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have those little... Um credit card readers back then. then <laughs> yeah, Listen, exactly. Ouija boards, are they as evil as people portray them to be, or are they evil because people don't know how to use them right? Well, you know, there again, you know, Ouija boards tend to be something that, you know, teenagers do, you know, at midnight on Saturday night because, you know, they want to scare the crap out of themselves. I must have been a strange kid. I used to do different things uh, midnight on a Saturday <laughs> night instead of using a stupid board to try and communicate with the dead. I was interested in living back then. Ah, well, you know, I think it's a natural fascination. I think, you know, the, the age-old question of what happens after we die and, you know, can you, you know, I don't know where we got the notion that dead people can tell our future. What makes them all-knowing? Because the ones that I talk to really are like you and I. Yeah, well, if they knew their future, they would have known how to avert from getting killed or dying, unless it's a natural cause. Well, you know, it, it's interesting when I get these, you know, these because um, I'm working on these these transition stories, mm -hmm. and they're really varied. Um, you know, one person died in a car accident. The car went end over end, flipped upside down, and he wound up getting impaled by a tree limb. Well, you know, he didn't know he was going to die that day. All right, stand by. Bonnie, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Bonnie Vent's our special guest, www.bonnievent.com. Still to come on tonight's show, my friend Mike Wood from the Canadian rock band Circuit. He's got a brand new book out. We're going to be talking to Mike Wood about his new book as the Exxon continues right here, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away now.
Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you In worn out shoes Silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants The old soft shoes He jumped so high Jumped so high And then he lightly touched down Event is our special guest, www.bonnievent.com. And Bonnie, how how haunted is San Diego? Uh, we have three like major, um, famously known haunted places, but you know you have to include you know individual households too. Um, that's where most of the hauntings are occurring, to be honest. And I actually wrote a little ebook because I wind up, it was one of the most common search terms on my website, is my house haunted? And so I wrote up a little ebook that gives you some of the basics. It's, it's not for paranormal investigators per se, but they might like giving this to potential clients before they actually go out because it gives them a little common sense on what they need to do and then some forms to actually document any activity which is great if you're an investigator to have that information in your hand before you go in because you never want to walk in cold if you don't have to. Bonnie, what would be some of the um, things that could tip a person off that their house is haunted? Uh, usually they'll find uh, missing objects, you know, lights going off and on. You know, it's pretty classic kind of stuff where, you know, if there is a spirit person there, they're just trying to get your attention. You know, they're not trying to scare you. But it's like a little kid. If they're in the room and you're ignoring them, let me talk a little louder because obviously you didn't hear me. (laughs) And so, you know, ignoring the situation is probably not the best thing to do. And even if you don't have the ability to communicate, you can still just talk out loud. You can also uh, research some history on your house talk to the neighbors, find out if there's any kind of legends that, you know, are are surrounding your area possibly. That Mm -hmm. can kind of give you a clue as to, you know, who might be there. 
And if they're there, they have a reason why they're there. They always have a reason. Bonnie, as always, great talking with you. Uh, what are you going to be doing in the near future? Well, right now, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm working on this project where mm-hmm. I'm actually channeling people, and, and they're talking about the, the transition process. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout-out, too, for the Villa Montezuma because it's currently closed. The foundation needs uh, work. And so if you go to my website, and uh, on the left-hand side, it says Villa Montezuma. There's a place there where you can donate to the friends of the Villa Montezuma to fix the foundation of the house. And you need to put on the memo line that it's specifically to fix the foundation of the Villa Montezuma so that they can't use it for anything other than that. And uh, that would be really helpful because it's a beautiful Queen Anne Victorian, uh, which was designed by Jesse Shepard, who's one of the people I've communicated with as well. And uh, we really like to get the house back up and running again. Bonnie, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Continued success and always look forward to the next time you're with us here in the X-Zone. Uh, well, I'll keep you posted, Rob. Please do, <laughs> It's Bonnie. never a dull moment, I tell you. Take care, and uh, if you need somebody to get into trouble with, give me a call. Well, you know, you have all my documentation, so, you know, you can keep me honest this time. So, you know, it's always good when you can prove out your evidence. You're honest. Um, you know, no I don't problem. know that that many people are actually doing that. So No, they're not. Believe me. Bonnie, take care of yourself. We'll speak to you soon. All righty. Thank you. Take care, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now. When we come back from the news on the other side at the top of the hour, Mike Wood is going to be joining me. Mike is with the Canadian rock sensational band Circuit, and he's now an author. So we're going to be speaking to a Canadian rocker, gone author, on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.